When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yay. Tim Callishaw, Courtney Cronin, Frank Isola. Let's go around the horn. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabronis. JC talking that talk. Bengals talking this talk. Taylor Sirianni saying it for all of Philadelphia and the Empire State Building. Forgetting where it came from. Let's go around the horn. Empire State of Mind. What are they doing? Change the lyrics. Travis Kelsey and Cincinnati Bearcats. Don't get this at all. No game is decided by one play, but one play is sometimes what you remember a game for. So we start with one play. Mahomes' scramble and Joe Asai's push out of bounds. The 15-yard penalty gave KC the yards they needed with eight seconds left and no timeouts to win the game and go to the Super Bowl. Reality of the hit. Hit Osai very hard on the sidelines. Cameras locked into that. In the tunnel, teammate Jermaine Pratt's frustration with Osai boiled over. That was widely seen. So was support by other teammates, Cam Sample on the field and B.J. Hill during the interviews. To play one step out of bounds at a million miles an hour, Mahomes crumbling, the 300 pounds of Osai in game speed not able to stop. Did it decide the game? Tim Kalisha, how do you view the Osai play and where do you lay blame? I, I, I just view it with tremendous sadness. I didn't want the game to end that way. Obviously, Cincinnati... Fans didn't either. It, it's not a good play. Uh, he's going to go out of bounds about the 41. That's not in field goal range uh, on that particular day for, for Butker. And, but you've got to make the call there. Uh, he's got one step out of bounds, and he almost he extends himself to get to him. But the problem is if, if you, it's easy for us to watch it on the couch and say you can't do that. If you play in a front seven in the NFL, you're paid and your job – is largely tied to how often you hit the quarterback, whether it's sacks or quarterback hits. You're thinking about hitting him all the time, and Patrick Mahomes is a runner right there. But you got you got to be smarter than that. you got to know to stay away because Patrick Mahomes is going to go sprawling if you push him, and they're going to make that call. They have to make it. It's unfortunate. should have gone to overtime the way Where do you lay blame fought here? back in it. Well, that's definitely part of it, and you have to have some situational awareness here to know that it's – you know, the time is running out, where they are on the field. I think he was more worried about Mahomes getting the first down. And guess what? If they get the first down, we know the way Patrick Mahomes is. He would have completed about a five-yard, a six-yard pass to Travis Kelsey with two seconds left, and then they would have attempted a field goal. I get it. But on that play, no there might have been a hold. Just, just like on the punt return, there might have been a block in the back. So many bad things happened to Cincinnati just on that last sequence. Kicking the ball to Kansas City. Kansas City getting a good return. Obviously, that foul on Mahomes, and that leads to a disaster. Nine penalties, 71 yards, five sacks on Joe Burrow, the two interceptions. They made too many mistakes, and it cost them. Courtney Cronin. 
Joseph Osai was one second too late for the biggest play of his life. And to Frank's point, I just really don't know what more he could have done there. He's going full speed at Patrick Mahomes, whose foot is about 15% out of bounds at that point. And if you don't, if he pulls up, then Patrick Mahomes can tuck tuck and you know run a few more yards, pick up a first down, and then some. Like He was kind of SOL at that point, to be quite honest with you. And to add injury to insult, you saw him hurt his knee there. He said to reporters after the game that he's going to have to get an MRI today. It's just unfair. And that's not the play that they lost the game on. There were plenty more moments for the Cincinnati Bengals that we can lay blame on more than the Joseph Osai unnecessary roughness play. I think we need to take a look at the unnecessary roughness rule as a whole. That should not be a 15-yard penalty. Oh, okay. Clinton Yates, I'll bring you in here on that play. A deeply unsatisfying ending to a deeply unsatisfying game. I think CC is right. I understand that you're protecting quarterbacks, but there is a gradation scale. We've had that with the roughing the kicker situation. Maybe it's time to go to that when we're looking at other fouls in the game as well, because that did not seem to add up to what it should have. It didn't feel like the effort aside made there should have cost the Bengals that game and cost them overtime overall. I get it. It's football. But if I'm watching that game, I'm looking at that, not as the biggest football fan in the world. I'm like, man, it ends on that. No, thanks. Should have been more. It's unfortunate. So you weren't thrilled by this game, or at least the way it came? Everything everybody described on this panel before me was bad. Nobody said about anything about anything that's good. That means the game. <laughs> well, the officiating is certainly something that's in question here. Let's talk about that. If we showed it in full, we'd go into PTI's time. But the overwhelming feeling was that it was in favor of Kansas City, a play where the, there was a complete do-over. You'd never see that. And suspect intentional grounding or the block in the back and the punt someone alluded to some thought holding on the scramble the MVS reach for a first down where you get forward progress and a reach you take back by league rule you're not supposed to they did in this instance Courtney was it so bad that it had you questioning whether the game was decided by officiating then or should the Bengals feel they were worked over well, the explanation that we were given on the replayed third down in the second half made no sense. So they had to spot the ball and then re-spot the ball because they got the spot wrong and the play clock was running even though it shouldn't have been because it was an incomplete pass before that. And then the referees trying to get the attention of the rest of the crew to say, hey, the clock's still running, but apparently nobody could hear him. Like, you need to tighten the ship up here, Ron Torbert and your crew. And on top of that, it's the lack of consistency on the intentional grounding that really bothers me. Because if you're going to call it on Joe Burrow the way that they did, you have to call it on Patrick Mahomes seven plays later. And that's a judgment call. So this is further proof of why we need a sky judge in the NFL. They have the technology for it. A lot of coaches in the league have already vouched for it. This is a prime example of why something like that needs to exist with the officiating. Frank Isola. You know, the stakes are too high. Livelihoods, reputations are at stake. Legacies that we always talk about. The officiating needs to be better. And I would say that a lot of times these calls in NFL games seem to be arbitrary, except most of them in this case seem to go against Cincinnati. And I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't care who wins the game. But the intentional grounding call I thought was tough. And, and you just showed it before. Joe Burrow gets hit. How many times have we seen that penalty call where a quarterback, that's like a good beat after he, got, after he threw the ball, getting knocked over. Yet Cincinnati's losing the game on a roughing penalty when you're hitting the quarterback out of bounds. So all the calls, I felt like a lot of the key ones went against Cincinnati. Tim Kalashoff. You know, and just to add to some of this, on the, on the intentional grounding on Burrow, Chris Jones falls on him with his body weight. You do that to Tom Brady, you're suspended from the league. This, the, there's no set rules. <laughs> and, and somebody else mentioned the, the reaching 
the, the third down reach. That's not a rule. That's at the end zone. If you get the ball over the goal line, that's yeah. a rule. But if you put it there and then you fall and come back, you don't get the ball a yard up. The, the, the refs don't even appear to know the correct rules. That You should never look that incompetent with a Ron Torbert all-star crew in, in your big game. <laughs> Uh, I'm sensing some <laughs> sarcasm there. The, the the idea that the Bengals got worked over here, Clinton Yates, do, do you put any credence into that? The competitive balance isn't even the big thing to me. I noticed all the other panelists are getting points for pointing out everything that was so great about this game. This was another element that did not go well at all. And the reason I say that is this. From the viewing standpoint, didn't help. It's stilted. It's hard to say in the game. That's, that's a factor. It's not just necessarily about the wins and losses. I understand that. But the overall product you're presenting, if we got whistles and stoppages and confusion every other play, and then all of a sudden, the game, no. Again, tighten it up. It doesn't help the overall product, and that was obvious in that game that day. Mm-hmm. For the third time in five years, though, Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. Let's dive in here. Patrick Mahomes, third Super Bowl himself. He lost those other two in OTs of conference championships. Burrow had chances, but the KC pressure mucked it up. Two interceptions, red zone inefficiency in the game. Frank, if it wasn't the play by Osai, and if it wasn't the officiating, do you see this as Mahomes outplaying Burrow? I think it was close, but I do think Mahomes outplayed him. I love Tony Romo, but he seemed to be the only one surprised that Mahomes could still play well on an injured ankle. He came back in last week and played well. The guy's an unbelievable player, and we all know this. Superstars can play injured, but the great, great ones can still be effective. That guy's an amazing player. It's hard to believe he's only won one Super Bowl. He made all the plays when it mattered. And let's be fair, too, here for Joe Burrow. He did have two interceptions and got sacked five times. That guy's a star, too. Two, I, unlike Clinton, I enjoyed it because it should be hard to score. It was a physical game by both teams. Mahomes ends up standing up. 40 Cronin. Yeah, Mahomes is this generation's greatest quarterback. I mean, look at what he did with a high ankle sprain. His star tight end is injured, popped up late on the injury report with a back injury. His receivers are going down all around him, and he still throws for 326 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, sets up the game-winning play. But as much credit as we give Patrick Mahomes, got to give some to the Kansas City defense, too. Chris Jones, two sacks. The secondary played lights out, too. Tim Kalashaw. I got to say he definitely outplayed Burrow, and that was one of the things that was remarkable about watching this game. He has Travis Kelsey, of course, the best tight end, maybe the greatest tight end ever, but his wide receivers aren't much, and during the course of the game, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney, and Nicole Hardeman all left the game with injuries. That's why you're seeing so much Sky Moore and and some of the other receivers at the end of the game, and he kept moving the ball, and his Mahomes' second touchdown pass when he stepped up, knew he was going to get hit, and drilled it into was a thing of beauty. Glenn Yates. Another great performance from Patrick, baseball player. Baseball players run the NFL. I'm not surprised. But to say that we're surprised that he's only won one, I'm not surprised. That's the truth of the matter. That's why them getting so chesty about the Bengals afterward was a little strange. The Chiefs were supposed to be good, and the Chiefs were good. But they played a bad game, and they got past it. I think Mahomes and them know they got a little lucky in this one. <laughs> you did not like this football game, Clinton Yates, understandably. Okay, oh. about KC talking the way they did and the cigar chopping the way they did. Is all that good or a bit too much considering how they won? And should the Bengals regret talking to begin with, Tim? Oh, I don't have any problem with talking and, and celebrating. I mean, we see baseball teams do champagne 
celebrations when they clinch a division, uh, you know, in late September. So this is a lot more than that. And we talked last week on the show. Cincinnati at that time in the middle of the week was favored at Kansas City. And, you know, that obviously had to resonate with the Chiefs. Tony Cronin. I don't have any problem with the teams and the players doing all the trash talk last week leading into this game, but Cincinnati Mayor Aftab Pirval really caught that smoke, and I'm going to start calling people a jabroni if they bring out outlandish claims that Patrick Mahomes is going to have to take a paternity test to prove that he's not the father of Joe Burrow. The mayor set the Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals up for failure with those comments, not the players. Mm-hmm. Frank Isola? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has his Super Bowl berth on the line. I don't think he needs talking from Cincinnati. But I will say this, you know, for about a week, it was the kindred spirits, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills for everything surrounding that game from earlier in the month. What did Cincinnati do when they won the game in Buffalo? They were taunting the fans of the Buffalo Bills. So this happens. It's football. Yeah, I did not realize the Bengals had been winning the psychological battle against the Chiefs until the actual football game was played. I did not expect this out of Travis Kelsey, former Cincinnati Bearcat, to be dissing his old school in his own city like that. Maybe he should run for mayor. I'd vote for him. Well, it was the Burrowhead. Chris Jones cracked me up because he locked into the camera and he said, don't you don't ever, 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 ever disrespect. Ever, ever disrespect Arrowhead the treatment. Stadium. From the team today, they had to throw in parenthetically G E H A feel that arrowhead. That really cracked me up. We'll take a break. Fire till next. Easy to talk when Mahomes on your team. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Philadelphia Eagles going to their second Super Bowl in six years. This offense, this defense, this run they're on, this attitude. There isn't enough grease in the world to stop the pole climbing in Philadelphia. (laughs) This game also disjointed, though, in officiating and in challenges and, of course, the Purdy injury. So we're about to dive deep into the Eagles, of course. But just maybe humor me for a second, all right? It's almost unfathomable that a team that struggled – Getting a quarterback on the field all season had this 
in the game before the Super Bowl. So for Purdy to get injured and then the backup, 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 Josh Johnson Ooh. to get knocked out, Purdy to have to come back in, unable to throw a ball 10 yards, while Hassan Reddick is matched up against backup tight ends. Clinton, just to start, or anybody, anyone see this game going differently if San Francisco wasn't super galactically cursed at quarterback, Clinton? Yeah, I mean, if the other game was a bad game, this was a non-game, unfortunately. You just didn't have enough numbers in the data set to really be able to analyze what happened. However, the 49ers were playing the entire season like this, putting the plane together as they flew it. And so I don't think that you can be super disappointed as a Niners fan as to how the season ended overall. You're just kind of bummed about this game because you thought you had a chance. Tim, uh, humor me. I I'm saying, again, if, if Kyle Shanahan challenges the Devontae Smith play, if Purdy doesn't get hurt, is it a different game? Well, let's think about what we were saying before the game. Yes, it's a little bit different game, but it's still going to be the same outcome. We were talking about Kyle Shanahan's going to go to the Super Bowl with a third string, with a third string rookie yeah. quarterback drafted last. Okay, maybe he's not. Maybe that's not the way to go. Maybe he's going to get Gordon, am I crazy here? By, Is this not putting enough emphasis defense. on Philadelphia? No, because, I mean, the quarterback situation for the San Francisco 49ers is unfortunate, but we need to give credit to that ferocious Eagles pass rush. My goodness. They were getting after Josh Johnson so much they knocked him out with a concussion, and then an injured Brock Purdy had to come back into the game. And this brings up the emergency quarterback conversation where that the NFL needs to go back to thinking of doing 45 players on the active roster and allowing teams to have that emergency quarterback in case something like this happened, because regardless – if there was a fifth string quarterback in there, at least he could have attempted a forward pass, unlike Brock Purdy coming back in the game. <laughs> and, and Frank Isola. Look, Tony, I'll play your game since that game wasn't so good. Maybe the Devontae Smith play, if it gets overturned, maybe because everything changes, then Purdy doesn't get hurt at that moment. Purdy had a magical run. But I thought last week against Dallas, there were some moments where he looked shaky. And I think against that Philadelphia defense, I still think the result would have been oh, the from same. Week one, Philadelphia was the best team in the conference, right? They're 16-1 and this year with Jalen Hurts. And the way they're running the ball, it's, it's a pass-first league, but they're changing that as well. And Hassan Reddick and the front four and the whole team, really, has been eating defensively all year. They just went through two weeks of Daniel Jones and a combination of Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. But to do it the way they did, how do you view this Eagles run, Courtney? Tony, you mentioned the front four. I'm thinking about the eight, nine guy rotation that they have on that defensive line. They're the most complete team in the NFC, and this is the blueprint for how you execute a rebuild. Three players from the 2017 Super Bowl team remain on this team going back to the Super Bowl. They have been this team the entire season long. You mentioned Jalen Hurts, the resurgence for him from the second year to the third year, truly remarkable. Frank Isola. Jalen Hurts spent the offseason getting better, and that's exactly what he did. Nick Sirianni talked about the team being connected, which they are. They have a lot of talent. But getting the number one seed, think about what it does. They didn't have to face really tough quarterbacks, that's for sure. Two home wins are in the Super Bowl. The regular season in the NFL matters. It's good to see. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're saying that is a good thing. Yes, of course. Clinton Yates. Been a decent rebuild as far as execution is concerned. The guys they got over, you know, they threw over the side. Carson Wentz changing tires in for the commanders, not doing anything. They stuck with the coach's son, the Alabama kid, and they coached him up, Tony. And he got better, and now he's playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's how you do it. Have you, Tim, you're a historian of this league as, as well as anybody on this panel today. Have you ever seen anybody make the jump like Jalen Hurts did two to three years in a career like this to get to this level? Not given that after two years, people were still saying, okay, this third year is going to tell whether they need to draft a quarterback in 2023 or not. I'm pretty sure they don't. 
Uh, he, he was an MVP candidate. But Howie Roseman just did a master class in roster building, going out to get Reddick, trading one of his three first-round picks for A.J. Brown, building up that secondary. It's the most complete team in the league by far. Mm-hmm. Tim, I think it's shown a little window into who we'll be picking in about two weeks. Glenn Yates, Frank Isola, thanks for your time here. Tim Kalashaw, Courtney Cronin, that's our showdown. Next. Go. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. We started the show talking about refereeing. We're going to end this show talking about refereeing. Okay, so the Lakers game, Saturday night. Um, Like everyone else, referees make mistakes. They started their release with... And they said it was gut-wrenching, and this play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights. The foul on LeBron that wasn't called. I mean, we could show you LeBron's reaction in full, but again, we'd be at the Tony and Mike time. Tim, what does this referee's admission mean? I can only think they're being sarcastic. I mean, they, they put out two-minute reports every week, calls they miss at the end of games. Why is this one, for a 13th seed in the Western Conference, different from others? Mmm. Gordy Cronin? I just keep thinking about how the two officials that were in that game on Saturday are, have been assigned games tonight, how tired they're going to be because of all of these sleepless nights and how heavy that play is weighing on them. It should be weighing heavily. This is one of the worst calls of the season, and there's a lot of bad calls in the season. What does it mean that they released this statement? Absolutely nothing. We'll move on. Oh my goodness, we gotta talk about this next story. The Empire State Building. It has been noticed by some that it was green for the Philadelphia Eagles last night. And then it was red for Kansas City. Courtney Cronin, fair or foul for the Empire State Building to light up for other cities. It's foul, and I hope that New York can learn something from the second city because the John Hancock building was lit up in Bears colors yesterday. The Bears haven't punched their Super Bowl tickets since 2006. Jimmy? First of all, I'm a Chrysler building guy, far superior architecture. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you a point for that. Eagles fans are in South Jersey. They can't see you down there. The Eagles just eliminated the four-time Super Bowl champ New York Giants. Um, What are you doing? i got to bring in Frank. Frank, please. Frank Isola, come out here. I want your take. 
Well, I, I know this. Me and King Kong will not be visiting the observation deck anytime soon. What are we going to put? Jalen Hurts' jersey on the Statue of Liberty? Courtney is right. Tim, give me a break with the Chrysler building. The Empire oh, State Building Oh, I love building the Chrysler building. Oh, Chrysler New building. York. Oh, the Chrysler, Chrysler building, building would never do this to us. Uh, okay, Frank oh. made the ruling. Courtney Cronin, it's your FaceTime. I'll give Frank the, There we go. Courtney, 30 seconds. Yeah, after 24, less than 24 hours after Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys mutually parted ways, he was named the offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Chargers. All sarcasm aside, because that was clearly lined up as to why he parted ways with the team. It's great news for Justin Herbert coming off of surgery to repair a torn labrum. His offenses in Dallas ranked top four in yards, points, and third down percentages over the last four seasons. Good news for the quarterback in Los Angeles. And it's freezing rain That's in Dallas. That's a tough L for Kalashaw. 23 and a half hour break. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> around the horn. That was Bengals-like. Frank, what are you doing? <laughs>